Are you struggling the problem? I mean, we all are, right? We all have problems and we often think we are the ones with the most problems or the most severe problems. Sometimes we feel that we are the only ones who are suffering from problems, especially if we spend a lot of time on other platforms that showcase people having a good time, but they never showcase the flip side of that, which is having problems or issues or just going through daily life that isn't just a complete party all the time. Sometimes the way we curate our media feeds tend to show us only one side of life. Like some people are only seeing all the things that are negative with life. Some people are only seeing all these things where people are doing spectacular things and you forget that there's another side, right, to to life in general. It's not just one dimensional in that way. And this can make us feel like we are the only people in the world suffering from problems if all we are is seeing other people having, you know, like these excellent times and stuff. The truth is that it isn't that we have more problems, but it is how we see and approach the problems. We are defining them before we know their true purpose. Like when you apply for a job and you don't get it, and in that moment, you're super crushed. And you think, you can't get hired, it's a problem, but you'll never get a job. And then one day you get a job that was better than that original job. And that leads you to find a new friend or experience a new horizon you didn't think before. Maybe it's a job equal to the job you had prior or the job you applied for and didn't get, but it leads you to something you weren't expecting. So in the moment you saw it as a problem, but once it runs its course, it turns out that it wasn't really a problem at all. It was actually a gift. And are we calling minor bumps in the road problems or are they just a part of living? Like an untied shoe when your hands are full and you're walking to the car or a rainy day when you forget to bring your coat and it's a day you had to walk to the bus or something like that. Are we allowing our perspective on things to create problems? Like when we get super frustrated after a long day and we're short with somebody, when usually whatever that person did or whatever caused us to be short with them would not have been an issue if we weren't frustrated. So in essence, it's like we created that problem out of thin air just because we didn't have that capacity in the moment to absorb it. Are we internalizing a problem, our problems or are we just seeing them as obstacles? That is the core of our problems. How can we have fewer problems? How can we have those problems we do have, have less impact on our lives? This is the You Don't Owe Me podcast and I'm Juliana J. And today we are discussing our problems and how to have less of them and how to maybe experience them on a plane that is more beneficial and less traumatizing, devastating, horrible, sad, whatever those emotions are that you attach to problems. How can we just lessen that a little? Little worries can become big if we let them. We allow them to grow as they feed on our fears, our insecurities, they feed on our remorse, our negative self-beliefs such as feelings of self-doubt and self-worth and smallness. Worries can become problems because they feed on those parts of ourselves that we are 
unsure about or that we are letting guiding, taking control of our safety. Fear is a big one. It Fear doesn't really understand safety, but it's always trying to keep you safe. You know, if you're afraid of snakes because one might bite you one day, then whether that's rational or not, whether you ever come across a snake that could have the potential to kill you or not, you approach all snakes as though they're going to kill you, right? That's kind of fear trying to keep you safe, but it's there's no um, discerning capacity for it. It's just fear. Today, we're talking about personal problems. I want to make that clear, but certainly you can apply these ideas to the root of global issues as well, or social issues, whatever it may be. But today, I'm really just focusing on personal problems, self-problems. What makes a problem a problem? Most of the time, problems come in two flavors reoccurring, and one-time life events. Problems are when life isn't going along the way you planned, and they are deviating from the life you've idealized. That's when you consider it a problem. It's protection mechanism for the ego. If the ego identifies something as a problem, it can make you feel as though you need to protect yourself from it. That's sort of what I was talking about with fear. You know, the same kind of mechanism applies. Your ego is using this mask of a problem as a protection mechanism, like the possibility of somebody thinking you're stupid if you speak up at a meeting. You are perceiving a problem. The problem is that people might think you're stupid, even though you don't know if that will even happen. The idea of the problem can become much bigger issue if you internalize it and truly begin to feel as though you aren't smart enough to be in the meeting in the first place, or it leads you down a path of never expressing yourself and therefore always feeling like you aren't valued. So allowing the ego to create this mask of a problem in order to keep you safe is actually damaging on a lot of other ways. And we don't really realize we're doing it most of the time. It can lead to the problem of hating your job, or it can stop you from making friends or enjoying your workday or anything like that. If you allow the ego to mask things that you're afraid of as problems, if the ego identifies something as a problem, then you won't engage with it. And you will think of it as a problem. Like you'll think, oh, meetings are a problem because I can't speak up during meetings. When is that really true? Problems are a change in your environment. At the basic level, problems are a change in your environment and nothing more. It might be the change in your physical environment or your social environment or the space between your ears or in your heart. It's simply a perceived change that identi- that's you have identified as not enjoyable or desired. That can be big problems or little problems. You, It's just a disruption in your space that you've identified as a problem. Problems can stem from a belief in self-protection, like I said before, it even misguided self-protection. They can arise from protecting things like assets or beliefs, 
like clinging too closely to your money, our prestige, our items, or it can be an inability to see another person's side or beliefs. If you acknowledge another way of thinking, you may have to reflect on your own beliefs. And that can be scary sometimes. You might try to hold on to a possession that costs you too much, and that creates a problem. So it's just really this self-protection or misguided self-protection. You think you need these things to be happy or to be valid, but you also feel like you can't let other people's beliefs or thoughts in because that's a challenge to yourself. So relationships become a problem because you can't have those kinds of conversations with people. Problems stem from how we define actions happening within our own lives. Problem is a name we give to things that we feel uncomfortable or that challenge our beliefs. A problem is a name we give to an action that deviates from our idea of how our life should be. We've all kind of mapped out our lives in our minds to some some way. We're going to be this, we're going to do that, we're gonna make this much money, we're gonna have these types of relationships, we're gonna live in this type of a house, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it may be. And when our life deviates from this belief we have about how it's supposed to go down, we, it sometimes creates these problems. We start creating, that's a problem. That's a problem that my life is going in this different direction. But you don't know if the different direction is actually going to be more positive for you than if you stayed on the path that you had pre-planned. Often people create problems because they believe they are entitled to something without doing the work behind it. Like they feel they are entitled to a good grade or promotion without doing what's needed to get the thing that they desire. So the problem occurs, like a lot of people think, oh, once I turn 30, this will happen and that will happen in my life. And then when it doesn't happen, it creates a problem. But the people don't see how maybe they were not doing what was necessary to achieve that particular thing. They're just mad and now it's a problem that they didn't get the A or they didn't get the promotion or they didn't get the relationship they were looking for. But maybe that was because they felt that they were just going to automatically get it. They were entitled to it in some shape or form, and they weren't really working towards achieving that. Problems feel like a roadblock to success or happiness or validation. These issues stem from our expectations that we have that need to be met, but then somehow aren't or don't get met. Like we have an expectation that we're going to uh, be this su successful on this level. And then somehow we're not to that place by the time we said we would be. By 30, I'm going to be in this you know, management role doing this, that, and the other. And then that doesn't happen when you get to that age. And the problem that you didn't achieve that becomes a roadblock to other successes you could have in life or other happinesses or your own validation because you've created the problems become a roadblock to that. Look at me. I'm not this. And that leads to a whole bunch of other things regarding your own self-worth. Relationship problems are often due to rigidity, lack of empathy and understanding towards someone, power and control desires, or feelings of being devalued are not understood or honored. Problems in relationships are often because, again, we have an idea of what the relationship should be. And when it isn't that, 
we label it as a problem. I'm not talking about abusive and toxic relationships here. In these categories, there is so much more at play. But in the simplest forms, and in most cases, it is the need for the abuser, the toxic person to gain power and control, or it is a safety mechanism for them in some strange way. Sometimes safety mechanisms can be very complex and misguided, and they can also be very powerful. Safety mechanisms can become more of a catalyst for deviant behavior and can even be dangerous to other people. And we'll talk more about this in other podcasts about toxic relationships, but I just wanted to throw that out there. How much power a problem has depends on how much energy you give it and how much rigidity you have around it. For most of us, the most significant factor of a problem lies in how we relate to it. What do we define it as? Is it a big problem or a small problem? Is it solvable? Is it not life-changing or is it just a bump in the road? However, we're defining it and how we approach it and how much we fight against what should be. If you think you're supposed to have this beautiful relationship and somehow this problems that occurred in the relationship is um, going south and you have too much rigidity about working to keep the relationship, then you have made the problem bigger in essence. Think back to a problem you had. Maybe you lost a job or you left a job and you later realized that you shouldn't have given it up. At the time, the job was the problem. The job itself was the problem, and that's why you left. Then not having that job became the problem. At first, it was the end of the world because you gave up the job you wanted. It, first off, the job, you didn't like it. Then you gave it up, and you thought that was a mistake. But maybe a year later, you view, you view it as the best thing you ever did. Because let's face it, problems also open doors. So I just want to say that again. Problems also open doors. That is an example of one problem leading to another and another, depending on how you look at it and how much power you gave to it. But later you find out that it was not a problem at all. And in the end, it was actually a blessing. If you are willing to look at problems as learning tools, then you can use the situation to better your life. With a problem, we might learn to stretch beyond the initial pain and find purpose in the situation. A problem gives us the training ground to learn to expand and try new things and to adapt. It gives us flexibility, skills, and compassion towards others who are suffering. It allows us to relate more deeply with others. It allows us to gain skills and tools to better walk through life. Problems will enable us to redefine things in our life as we grow. Problems are a necessity for growth. Have you ever known somebody who hasn't grown since they were like 12 or 13? They are precisely the same person, just in a bigger body. Over time, it becomes hard to relate to them because they don't have very much death to them. They are rooted in stories of the past, things that have happened in childhood. They don't have much to say about things that are happening today. And if they do, it's through the lens of the viewpoints and beliefs they had when you were kids. It becomes hard to know someone like that deeply because they're not growing in life and addressing problems. 
addressing problems gives you connections to others and depth you wouldn't necessarily have otherwise. It is also the road to becoming wise. It is a road to resiliency and understanding and compassion, which is necessary and are some of the tools that a wise person has in their toolkit. So without problems, it's very challenging to become wise in that deep level. So how can we better work with our problems? When a problem arises, don't internalize it. Say to yourself, oh, this is a problem. Why is this problem presenting itself? What am I supposed to learn? Close your eyes and imagine the problem as a bubble, in a bubble that lies outside of you, floating at eye level. Look at it, imagine it, turn it around, see all the sides of it, observe it as an outside object. Label it. Is it a work obstacle? Is it a problem with communication? Is it Bob is afraid he won't be taken seriously? Is it I said something super insensitive? Keep it outside of you, not connected to you, but asking you for help. So the problem isn't, you know, this thing that makes you bad or unworthy. It's something that's calling upon you for help. It wants you to help solve the problem. Keep the problem in the bubble as you work with it. If it turns out that the problem is something you need to change in yourself, then you can internalize that change and work with that, but keep the problem as an object you are working with. It is not something that defines you as a human being. So if, say, you were insensitive, you can realize that about yourself, make amends to the person you were insensitive to, and learn something from it so you don't repeat that mistake. But you don't have to take the fact that you hurt somebody's feelings and live with it every day as punishment. Ask yourself, what is this problem teaching me? Maybe you keep a problem journal and you list a problem and then identify it as to what it is, give it a name, like I said above, and list all the things you could learn from it and what would benefit you and your life. How could you change it? What did you learn from it? How did it benefit you? List out the ways to work with the problem. What is the pro why is the problem presenting itself? Is it a reoccurring problem? Why does it keep coming back? What are you doing that makes the problem return? Is the problem with one person or more than one person? What do you need to learn? Is the problem consistently with one person? Ask yourself why. Is the problem severe enough that you can you should consider distancing yourself from the person? If you can't distance yourself from them, what buffering skills can you learn to lessen the effects of the problem? Can you redefine the problem as something else? Try to approach the problem as a life lesson. What do I need to learn here? If this is a reoccurring problem, ask yourself, why does this keep happening? What am I doing to manifest this? How can I stop the cycle? What do I need to learn here? And change and shift. Ask yourself, who else has a problem like this? And realize that you're not alone. Your problem isn't something that any other person hasn't already dealt with. 
Most of the problems that exist in the world are not new. They have been happening with people throughout lifetimes in one way or another. So you're not alone here is what I'm trying to say. You can easily, usually when you have a problem, you can easily even find someone who is famous who has the same or similar problem. And oftentimes that's helpful because we tend to think famous people don't have the same lives we have. They're not making mistakes. They're not um, feeling bad about themselves. They're not having problems. Their life is glorious because all we see about their life usually are these big grandiose things. So connecting your problem with other people and realizing that other people also have problems really helps you to not feel alone. A lot of times we use problems to go into a space of shame and then we isolate off and feel alone because we we feel shame and that's isolating. But you need to realize that everyone, everyone has problems, everyone. Be aware of the time you spend with your problem. If you are letting it consume you all day, all the time, and time you are with other people, then you need to find some balance. You may have let your problem become overpowering. Perhaps you need to schedule time with it. I will only think of this problem on my drive home between the hours of X and Y. But now I will let it go and I will do these other things. If it's an emergency, of course, like somebody cut their hand or something, tend to it immediately, but schedule some time to process it later. You can't just totally go into this, you know, freak out mode when somebody needs your help. You need to just attend to the problem and get everybody safe and then take take time to process it. Of course, don't push it to the back, but you don't want to let the problems rule you and your actions all the time and just become so overwhelming. People don't want to be with you because all you do is talk about your problems. Don't let a a problem become something that casts a dark shadow over all the things that are great in your life. Sometimes we let a problem paint everything else black, but that isn't healthy and it can be destructive in the long run. It can lead you to feelings of sadness, desperation, and even more severe feelings than that. So don't let your problems become really, really big. You are in control of the problem. The problem's not controlling you, although we are led to believe that's what's happening, but it isn't. The problem, you've defined it as a problem. Sleep on it. Don't be hasty. Be thoughtful. Sleep on a problem and give it some time to process. Sometimes we think something is a really big problem only to feel it diminish as time goes on. Sometimes it even resolves itself. It isn't to say to ignore your problems, only that you be thoughtful in how you work with them. Being thoughtful means you need to give some time to things. Time to think, time to process, time to plan, time to strategize or whatever. Meditate on your problem. Imagine the problem in the bubble, like I said. Imagine what it would be like to solve the problem. Imagine the feelings of fixing the issue. Imagine how great it'll feel and fantastic and what that would look like. Imagine all the parts of it. What would it look like? What would it smell like? What would it feel like? All of it. Imagine how you would fix it. Turn it around in your mind. You will be surprised at what you come up with. I promise you I've solved many problems this way. 
I have solved some really big conundrums just by meditating on them and picturing them in my mind and imagining the feelings of solving the issue. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't let it consume your conversations, but don't keep it to yourself. Remember that even big problems pass. Imagine yourself in one, two, or even 10 years from now. Imagine the situation being nothing but a distant memory or something that shaped you into a better person. Don't be afraid to ask for advice. Don't keep it to yourself and maybe ask for advice. Try not to let anger rule the process. Sure, you can be angry, but don't live in that house. It's hard to solve anything when you're outraged. You can vent about it, but then switch gears into problem solving rather than stewing in the juices mode. Realize, and this is a hard one, that the problem is only a problem because you defined it as that. You could also define the problem as a blessing. It was a blessing because I learned something significant, met someone new, took a different life turn, and it was great. Realize that the truth you perceive is only that, a perception. It isn't a universal truth. It is only a problem because you have defined it as such. You have described it as such due to social constructs or family or personal beliefs, etc. If you analyze a problem, you realize it isn't your problem that there are different points of view. It is just a perception of a viewpoint. When a problem presents itself, remember, analyze it, don't internalize it. Name it and keep it in a bubble outside of yourself. Ask yourself what it is trying to teach you. Give it some time, sleep on it. Talk about it and get advice. Think, meditate, reflect on it, schedule a time with it if you need to do that. Don't let anger rule the house. Realize the problem is only a problem because you had you have labeled it as such and learn from it. One final thought, your problems aren't who you are. They are simply things your soul wants to learn. If you open your heart and mind to the idea that each problem is really an opportunity to learn at a soul level, you will find them much more interesting and tolerable and much less devastating and consuming. You have more power over your problems than you think you do. I promise you that. For one, it is you that is defining the problem as a problem in the first place. You hold all the power. There will come a time when you will actually be thankful for many of the obstacles that you've had to address in your life. They've made you a richer, wiser, better, deeper, more caring, more empathetic, more wonderful person. The field of possibility is limitless. Remember that when you're facing a problem. The field of possibility is limitless. This problem doesn't have to end up in a negative space. It could end up however you want to steer it and define it. We'll talk more about problems in the future. Today, try these techniques and let me know how it goes. And as always, my friends, know that I love you and I support you and take good care.